Baseball is back. That's right, sports fans. This is the Perpetual Diehards podcast, and we are finally going to talk about the return of Major League Baseball. As always, I'm Andrew Fiore, and I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Paul Smith, and we have a huge show in store for you today. The return of baseball, how it's going to work, what the stats are going to look like, who is expected to do well, all that stuff. We're going to cover it all in this half hour. So let's get into it. Paul, how are you doing today? What's up, Andrew? I oh, am this is a great pumped. week. Finally, some hope, and I am ready for baseball. You know, I feel like we have awful luck because two weeks ago when we were uh, we were recording, and then we kind of closed off the show with, like, baseball, get your act together, and then MLB – put out their uh, initial 60-game um, offer. And that was like an hour after we finished recording, and I hit submit. And I was like, whoa, like this is a game-changer here. And then a week later, nothing had happened. And then later that night, they decided on a game, uh, a season. Yeah, so, the timing didn't quite work out there, but, hey, it's back. That's, and here we are. You know, I'll take baseball, any form. Now – I could not be any happier. Thank God they worked something out. You know, I wish they could have done more games or agree to something earlier, but hey, we got it. Yep. Now, as you were getting into uh, the night of our last recording, MLB announced it was just going to move on with uh, a season. They asked the players within 24 hours from that time to answer if they would be willing to report on July 1st and approve the health code they made. And the players did so. So in a few days, on July 1st, training is going to skim, though, not at the Florida facilities. Yes. Now, Andrew, I have one question about the deal that they made. All right. Um, so there were 60 games agreed to in this March 26th um, plan made by the owners. What's the difference between that plan and the plan that they had offered a week ago. This both are sixty games. Both are prorated salaries. Like, what's the difference? Why did the players vote to reject one and then two days later accepted the other? I heard there were other little details about, for example, the new playoff format that was suggested in like November or something. It was okay. it, it was stuff like that, I believe. I can double check, uh, but. Yeah, there were a few other little things the uh, the players just weren't going to have. Okay, so it's just a little uh, logistic stuff. Yeah, I can get that for you in one sec. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm pumped. We're finally going to get it back. Going to get a season. Um, we're going to see Mookie Betts in a Dodgers uniform. We're going to see Garrett Cole in a New York Yankees uniform. We're going to see Alex Verdugo in a Red Sox uniform, hopefully. And as short of a season as it is, I'm excited. 60 games is bring it on. I think, yeah. I think that this is going to benefit some teams rather than others, more than others. Um, and, you know, I'll explain in a little bit, but I think the Red Sox are actually benefiting a ton from this. Really? I do. And, you There's know, definitely some teams that are benefiting from this, and we'll get into that more later. But go ahead, explain. Yeah, so I'm, you know, 60 games rather than 162. Um, 
as you know, as any baseball fan knows, as any non-baseball fan knows, the season is a slog. All right, for better or for worse. I love the length, but some people don't. Some people think it's boring. You got 162 games and roughly 180 days. Uh, from March to October, you're playing baseball. And with that, you know, you got a lot of injury issues. Um, you've got to manage your pitching staff a lot more. And for the Boston Red Sox, their biggest concern going into the season was the pitching rotation, especially the starters. All right, Chris Sale out with Tommy John surgery. David Price traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Rick Porcello gone. And now you're left with Eddie Aces, Edwin Rod- uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, um, who won 19 games last year. You know, he was solid. He was a solid starter. You got More Nathan Winston DeGrom. Yeah, Nathan Yavaldi, who is a personal favorite of mine, was a legend for 2018, but is a very um, injury-prone guy. You know, he's got – a key for the Red Sox doing well this year is Eovaldi staying healthy. And then you've got a couple, uh, you know, uh, lower innings players. You know, Brian Johnson, one of them. But so – for 162 games, when you've got three proven, consistent starters, you, you can't really run a season on that. But with 60 games, you have much better opportunity of utilizing your, your relief staff, your bullpen, and maybe start using some openers, maybe some uh, dual start stuff. You know, two starters throw three innings each, however it works out. But I think that for teams like the Red Sox who have very weak starting rotations, this is going to help a lot. Yeah, and for my Mets, in this isn't to say that Mets rotation is an issue at all, but there was a minor issue with Noah Syndergaard having Tommy John surgery. But that's happening during this shortened year, so he'll be ready to go for 2021. And for replacing him, they have Porcello and um, the player from the Cardinals whose name is escaping me now. Uh, but And they also have access to more players from the minors. The rosters were expanded. Yes. So that solves that issue for the Mets too. Now the biggest – it's Michael Walker, by the way, the player. Is yes, presenting. yes, yes. Uh, the biggest issue for the Mets though is the schedule. Uh, we have to play what's estimated. The estimation is uh, we'd have to play the rest of the NL East, which is the toughest division in baseball. 40, eight, 40 games? Yeah, eight games a team. And then four games a team for the AL East, which is no slouch either. Granted, that means eight games against the Marlins and eight against the Blue Jays and Orioles combined. But that also means we have to play the Braves, the Nationals, and the Phillies for a lot, and the Yankees for a large chunk of our schedule. Yep. So the estimation is about 31 to 33 wins from what I've read, which is probably on the border of the playoffs. Yeah. And the Red Sox, I think their projection, their, their um, betting scales say it's 31.5 games. Yeah. Wins. And I think that's a uh, that's a five ten winning percentage. And look, in a normal season, 
if you have a winning percentage of 600 or better, you're going to make the playoffs. And all that requires from the Red Sox is a four-game improvement. All right, if you win, uh, excuse me, five-game improvement. Right, so if you win 36 games, you've got a 600 winning percentage. I think with this new schedule, you don't have to throw in these weak starters anymore than you would in a 162 game. I think improving by five games is very doable for the Red Sox. Very doable. What you're going to see from this season is going to be one of the wildest Septembers in baseball history. Yes. This is this is assuming. We're still having baseball by then, of course. But the amount of teams that are going to have a mid-range, I'd say, right, around 600 winning percentages, it's going to be huge. Now, one of the things people have been talking about a lot about baseball in the past few years is the growing gap between the great teams and the, like, the horrible teams. There's more teams like the Orioles, Pirates, Royals that are distinguishable and the Red Sox, Yankees, and Dodgers than there are middle teams, right? Yes. That's going to change for this year. and it might It's probably just going to be only this year you see that change. But the wild card race is going to be a giant mess, and it's going to be beautiful to watch, unless, of course, you're on the losing end. And here's the other interesting thing is that most wild card contenders aren't going to be playing each other. That's right. You're going to be relying on other teams within their other divisions to knock them out. You can't play them yourselves, right? The Red Sox are going to be playing, right? Let's assume that the Yankees are going to win the division just because I think that's a foregone conclusion. They've got a very good team. Yankees win the division. That means that the Red Sox are going to be competing with the Rays, really. I think the I don't think the Blue Jays are there just yet. They're going to be competing with the Tampa Bay Rays for the wild card. And you're probably going to have Oakland, Los Angeles, um, Minnesota, Detroit, um, all going to be competing for wild cards. You can't play against them. All you can control are the Tampa Bay Rays if you're the Boston Red Sox. Which helps out certain teams like the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just have to play the likes of the Padres and the Rockies. As opposed to the Mets, who I discussed earlier, have to play the Braves, Nationals, and Phillies. Yes. The strength of schedule is going to play a huge role this year, perhaps bigger than ever before. And it's it's going to have a huge impact on the playoffs. And you're also not going to know how good a team really is. Yeah. Until the play, yeah, until they face off against these other teams. Because yeah, the um, okay, let's take the West. Um, you've got the Dodgers, and you've got the Astros. I would, I'm going to love to watch those games, by the way. And we might not even know how good the Astros really are because this is the first year without the cheating. Yeah. and So that, that even diminishes them more. With Yeah, with no fans, too. Um, no, no fears to boo them. No fans to boo them, rather. They're getting off easy. And oh, by the way... I am so upset by that. By the way, in case we all forgot how bad the Astros are, the owner, Jim Crane, is insisting on having fans in the seats. Now, some other owners, like the Red Sox owner, have given hopeful messages yes. that they can have fans, which is fine. Hopeful, right? He's insisting, and even he outright said it, to buy the merchandise and beer. He outright said that. That he was, 
what that he wants to buy them or he wants fans no to he buy wants them. the fans there just so they can buy the t-shirts and the beer yeah and keep in mind a few weeks ago they were crying poor because no fans were going to show up and now of, of course those fans they better show up right yeah now now that you got a season look Man, yeah, Jim i was crane i was going to bring this up but you know i i am i i did see sam kennedy say that you know it's hopeful that there are fans in Fenway Park this year, which, hey, if that happens, I'm going. Like, if you allow fans in the park, I'll, I'll go. I'm very excited for the prospect of being in D.C. And for the first time since 2018, when I wasn't down there, having Red Sox versus Nationals in Nationals Park. You know, th- I pray to God that this whole thing is going down. Unfortunately, it's spiking up right now. Yeah, coronavirus is spiking up um, in Rhode Island and in Washington, D.C., as a matter of fact, numbers are actually very low. But my point being, if there are games in D.C. with the Nationals versus the Red Sox, I'm going to all those games that I can. For me, if obviously right now it's different than what's going to be like in September, for better or for worse, we don't know. But I would still ban fans as of right now. I unless it gets really, unless it's a great improvement. Yeah. I think it's safer to just have the fans wait out a year, which is hard to say, especially as a fan. It's and hopefully it does get it. Hopefully it does get better. But I mean, I think Jim Crane has no right to say that. The Astros. No, I mean, that's greedy it, on his part. The, they can't get out of their own way. They don't know how to handle anything with the sexual harassment. People forget about that. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. They, yeah, you're you're right. They have one of the worst front offices in baseball. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they can't handle a scandal. Be it yeah, the sexual harassment thing, the uh cheating scandals, or in this. Like you're absolutely right. And I think people are starting to realize that. Yeah, you know, you know one it. one time they're kind of like they they shake their heads like yikes, could have handled that better. Second time, I was like, seriously? And now it's, yikes. Yeah. And there's finally a true villain in sports. And I'm not counting the New England Patriots for the 2010s because that was ridiculous. Even ESPN admits Deflategate was a sham. Right. Oh, yeah, man. I don't even get me going on that. But, yeah, anyway, um, one thing that's been brought up is how the stats are going to look this year. Yeah, you could was, have a 400 hitter. I was gonna say, do you think that there will be a 400 hitter this year? Last person to hit 400 games, or it's not 400. Uh, last person to hit 400 in 60 games was Tony Gwynn in the shortened season. Was it 1995? 94. 94. He was batting 405 after 60 games. Uh, no, Mark Arciapara was. Uh, he was. He was getting there. First half of 2000. He's batting high three hundreds. So do you do you, you do you think it's possible that anybody can match that? You know, I'm not really sure. It's it's gonna be tough. If someone does, then it really would be a question as to whether to put an asterisk there, which I'd understand putting one there for this category rather than a championship. I, I'm I'm steadfast in my belief that there should be no asterisks for the championships this year. 
But yeah, no official asterisk. If the Yankees win this year, I'm I'm never gonna let them hear the end of it. It's gonna be 27 and a half championships. But my my point, be, yeah, um, I don't think it's gonna happen. I I really don't think so. Just because no one's really come that close, especially in recent years when batting averages have gone down, home runs have gone up. Uh, and again, overall pitching staffs are gonna be a lot more competent. Where they don't have to worry about rest or short or playing on short rest. It's uh, and the biggest it's be a sprint rather than a marathon. The biggest statistical anomaly, well, uh, of this year is going to be the pitching with leaders. Yeah. For wins, you're gonna, the league leader will have six wins probably. Yeah. And that means Jacob Degrom can finally lead the league in wins. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. It really I mean, I is. I, I can't wait for a Cy Young Award winner with six wins going, you know, like six and two. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be definitely one of the standout seasons in baseball. And, I mean, right now the contenders are clear. The Yankees, the Dodgers. Every year I seem to pick that for the World Series. But maybe this will be the year it happens. I would like to see that. I would be very interested in seeing that. It's, and, it, ha- it hasn't happened since 1981. right? I believe the Dodgers won that, right? Yeah. It's the most common World Series matchup, if I'm not mistaken. It's happened the most times. Probably, but yeah. There's yeah other... if, you, if you factor in Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely. They play like every year. But yeah. uh, there's some other teams that could thrive during a 60-game season. ESPN picks the Rays, Angels, A's, Braves, Brewers, Padres, Rangers, and Reds as their votes for who would thrive in a season this short. Yeah, I did see that. I don't know how much I like that. Um, well, okay. Their definition of thrive is very, is very different from mine. Uh, you know, you could say the Orioles could thrive, and they'll go from winning 35 games in a 160-game season to winning 30 games, and be like, "Oh, yo, they they won 500." Like that's not really thriving. Yeah, they they're they're looking at it. They explain here. The sorts of clubs that will benefit most are stable veteran contenders with deep pitching to staffs or young high variance fringe contenders. Yeah. And maybe then we make the playoffs. I don't think the Padres are there yet. They still they, have a couple more pieces. Yeah. Yeah. They're not quite there yet. The Rays I can see. There's certain teams that go on these great stretches. I'm I'm reading that as the Mets could do well. Think about how they ended last year. I think the Met yeah the Mets what what forty six twenty six the end of the season. Yeah. I I was going to consider the Mets a contender anyway, even even without the 60-game season. Um, oh, I, yeah. And, I mean, the, I, it's I a very good team that always gets unlucky. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully we, that'll I, change with the new ownership. But. I, I, I love to laugh at them and mock them. But at the end of the day, they're very good. It's just they, they can't catch a break sometimes. Yeah, and if I think the, the end of seasons – are typically good indicators of how the next season will go. 
Yes. Think about the Nationals. Yeah. They went off to a horribly slow start. The Mets usually start fast and hit a lag in June, and then they finish strong. Which I think happened. The Mets started strong last year. They did. They had a very awful middle patch. That, that always happens every year. Maybe that'll – you never know. Maybe that'll get fixed during this. Any... If that pa- Maybe the uh, middle stretch will get reduced. Yeah. And there are so many new factors with the season that I, I can't wait to see. Right, because right about now, the season's in full gear. You've got, I mean, June, July is like prime baseball months. And this is when everybody starts hitting their stride. All-star break should be coming up. And that's going to be the beginning of the season. July 23rd to 24th. My birthday, July 23rd. How July great would t- that be? Yeah. July 24th, the anniversary of the A-Rod Veritech fight. That's right. Uh, now, baseball is going to look different in a logistical way, too, obviously. The stands will be empty, of course, unless you're the San Francisco Giants and are putting cardboard cutouts in the stands. <laughs> uh, but y- the players are going to be sitting in the stands six feet apart. And oh, also they are? The fr- yeah. Oh. I think a certain section of it. Oh. Um, along with like the what's it called, like the attendance and stuff. Yeah, staff. Yeah, uh, players will receive temperature and symptom checks twice a day. Players and personnel will be tested every other day. Um, any antibody testing will be conducted once per month. There will be a COVID-related injured list, and any player who tests positive will not be allowed to return until he tests negative twice. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, what happens to the players and the teams that test positive or have yeah, a positive I'm... test? Like, does everybody on the team have to go into quarantine then? From what it looks like here, no. They test it. What it seems like is if someone gets injured, then they test everyone. Those who test okay. positive would get uh, go into quarantine until they test negative twice. That makes I've sense. heard the same thing. Uh, spoken about school. If a student gets uh, COVID, rather than uh, cancel it, they might just test everyone, see who has it, and then put them home. Which I mean, that's up for debate. Right. I don't know, but we had. I got. I received an email yesterday because they uh, Catholic University had a town hall two days ago talking about reopening. Uh, thank God. Every you know, the plan is that everybody's going to go back to DC and we're going to start up again. But if someone tests positive, then everybody, yeah, everybody in that room or suite has to be tested, and the person who did test positive has to go into self isolation for two weeks or until you test negative. That makes so, sense. I mean, it's huge changes logistically. It's 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 necessary, but it's very very different. I'm just I'm just praying for a normal graduation. <laughs> I I just want a normal end to my year, my school year. I I hope it turns out that it seems like it's going to. Your class is you 21. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be there. I hope so. Um but I mean we're one step closer. Baseball's back like we said. The NBA released more details about their playoff plan. I'm going to yes. pull that up right now. One last um, thing before before we talk about the NBA, um, we have Universal DH, not just for this year, but next year as well. 
I want to know. Right. Your, I know. I want to know your thoughts on that. Sadly, it, some moments like Bartolo Colon's home run are never <laughs> going to happen again. Uh, are you pro DH or because it, you know, I I think that there's a majority of pro DH people, but there's a very vocal minority that like the traditional uh, pitchers hitting. Yeah. I've, I've never really had a set opinion on it, to be honest. I get both arguments for it. I mean, the Mets typically hit better. Their pitchers hit better than most teams. Syndergaard this year hit a home run, which gave himself the only run of the game and he won one, nothing. So we'll miss stuff like that. I like that again. Teams, Teams could improve. We have a spot for Cespedes now in our lineup. Yeah. Who has had ample time to rest now, by the way. So, Giannis Cespedes coming back, hopefully, like, 2015. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how this season goes, as opposed to the previous years with pitchers hitting. I liked the mix. I like managers being uh, clever with their decisions, you know, having to pull a pitcher out or not. But, on the other hand... Nine times out of ten, I don't want to watch a pitcher just go up there and be an easy out. Right. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm excited to see Universal DH, not just for this year, but for next year as well. And then I guess we'll reassess after, for 2022. One other thing I want to say is I think with the 60-game season, the Red Sox really could have used Alex Cora as manager. You know, I've I've got my differences with Cora. I I disagree with some of the ways that he managed, but something that he excelled at were the cheating. sprints. No, were okay. the sprints that you know the uh, uh, fifteen game playoffs, fifteen playoff games last year, right? He was a great micromanager. He was great at asking players to do something that didn't fit their job description. He was great at uh, managing those quick games, knowing that you've got a finite number of games left. You know, throwing starting pitchers into relief positions, having players that usually wouldn't play, you know, have, keep them in, take them out. It, he was he was an all or nothing manager, and I think it's hurt. It's hurting them that he's not there this year. Hopefully they re-sign him. I, I, I'm behind that now. Now that it's revealed that he had a very small role, that the Astros kind of threw the bus under him, threw him under the bus. You can't throw a bus under a person. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pro-Cora now. I didn't hear that about uh, the actual proof that he had a very small role. I, I still think he should get punished, just yes, like Beltran, yes. but... I'll have to read up on that. Uh, very quickly, we have two minutes left. Liverpool won the Premier League. Hats off to them, even though I adopted Man City as my team. Congrats, John uh, Henry. Yeah, they they waited 30 years. I mean, it's good to see a team at, wait so long. Besides the St. Louis Blues, of course, they don't count. Uh, but it's good to see a team wait so long and then finally get their trophy. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, quickly, the NBA playoffs. They released more details about their format. And I'm pulling that up now. Uh, the number one seed will play either the eight or nine seed of their conference. And the eight versus Not nine surprising. will be a play-in. 
and then it'll be four versus five, two versus seven, and three versus six. So that's drawing closer. Baseball will be the first sport back, though. They didn't blow it, but it'll only be by a wow. week. Wow. You know, I didn't even think about that. It's only going to be by a week, the last, though. They were, they were the last sport to figure something out, but they're going to be the first one back. Yeah. Did, and, not, uh, did not even think of that. Uh, they'll have the week head start, though. Well, That'll good help for them. them. Now, we're wrapping it up. Um, Andrew, any final words? As we start spring training, I hope they broadcast some of that. Yeah, Any live sports nice. we could use right now. Um, Go Man City, I guess. My final word. Um, John Henry, you, you earned around uh, 36 million pounds from the Premier League Championship. Spend that money on Mookie Betts, please, in the offseason. <laughs> Don't be a cheapskate. You've got the money. Hey, Lionel Messi has a shot at his 700th goal, by the way, quickly. Yeah. Keep an so eye on good that. Good luck with him. All right, everybody, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. We're getting there. Peace. Stay safe.